The Daily Talk Show, episode 565. And we've got Lucy Green in the studio from Homebody Club. Uh, Homebody Club was a side hustle. I guess it still is a side hustle. Mm. Uh, You're one of a few friends that have side hustles. I feel like what we're doing feels a little bit different because it's not like we're employed by uh, anyone else. Well, remember how that guy once said to me, I won't name his name. Uh, he said, until you're paid, you know, 60% of your income comes mm-hmm. from it, mm-hmm. you can't say that you're actually the thing. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm. I mean, I told him to get fucked. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't mean anything. And so how did you? Uh, how did Homebody come about? Um, Homebody came about because – so I transitioned from corporate life to a startup um, in marketing. What is the real difference, like, for somebody that – I mean, maybe this like in corporate. Corporate versus sort of startup land? Yeah. Um, so – I went from a team of 60 to a team of three Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and set hours from like very fluid hours um, and just the general environment, I think, like going from corporate, um, lots of formal meetings yeah. and things like that and just like oh, you guys here in Asian hanging. Lots of loophole, like lots of sort of loops to jump through in corporate yeah. versus like a business that doesn't have as many systems. Therefore mm. you kind of, it's a bit looser to get thing and, and quicker to get things. Yeah. You definitely going. have to follow a hierarchy. There are all these rules and even just um, general um, environment and like things that they've already done that they like to follow. So mm. um, yeah. Whereas startup is very like, you just, do whatever you want kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's no rules. You, you have a lot more. Um, um, Autonomy. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Is the, yeah, um, do you think it's easier to do a side hustle in a corporate or a startup? Well, personally for me, um, I started it when I went to a start. Uh, I started Homebody Club when I went to a startup because I just didn't have the brain space to even think up something new. Mm-hmm. Um, working. Technically, it would be nine to five, but it's like eight till six, eight till seven, um, coming home and being exhausted. And so transitioning from a startup was really initially for my mental health, just mm. to um, yeah, give myself that white space to start being creative again. Mm-hmm. I love it. So like you're when you're the cog in the big machine, it's mm. like you, they work you. Mm. you. You're really just getting it done. Mm. So it's, hours. Uh, what I love about a home body club is, you're doing community stuff. Like there's a very big element of community, but it's also for introverts. Yep. How does, <laughs> yeah. And so how does, like, how does that work? What's been the challenges of like when you think about like entrepreneurs or people doing stuff, if you're on podcasts and you're appearing places, people are, you know, doing Insta stories, mm. people tend to be extroverted. Has that been a challenge trying to create a community as someone that's an introvert? introvert? Yeah, it's definitely been a block. And um, initially when I started Homebody Club, it was so that I didn't have to use my own name so I could make it about the community and not about myself, not be front facing. Um, And I kind of learned that I need to start putting myself out there more because you need to create that connection for the community. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's really pushing my own personality boundaries to Mm -hmm. get out there and talk to people and, um, I've definitely seen that when I do put myself out there, it's people sliding into my DMs, having that conversation, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and creating that discussion and community. But um, yeah, yeah, it's been more like, you easier to make the connection quicker mm. through definitely. using yourself. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, extroverts also 
have the same battle. Mm-hmm. M- maybe, it, but like Just reconciling the, it differently, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and so when both sides do, it's like mm-hmm. you get, yeah, stepping into that is is the powerful choice to make. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it is harder as an extrovert because it's not as natural to want to be the lime, be in the limelight or mm. something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, what in terms of uh, being an introvert, what does that mean for you? What's like your your operating system as an introvert? Um, so I'd say like I really thrive on having my own space and my own time, um, yeah, quiet space. I work from home now, which is great for me. Um, and it's I like I love to be social and hang out with friends, but it's having that time by myself to recuperate and like get my mm. energy back in a sense. How does an introvert work in a as a cog in a big machine like you know a corporate environment? I did have my headphones on a lot. So oh, yeah, when yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, thank God for headphones. <laughs> which they <laughs> probably managers hated, but yeah. Um, yeah, when I really needed to focus, my headphones would be on and I'd be listening to podcasts or listening to Spotify. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, trying to create those boundaries or even like sneaking off at lunch for 10 minutes just to walk by myself for 10 minutes around the block just to, yeah, try to get that space mm. in my day. Yeah. I mean, well, Josh, you think you're an introvert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I'm probably an introvert that ended up doing extracurricular activities to work mm-hmm. on things that made me better skilled with things that most introverts aren't. Potentially, but I think Mm. that for me, the best possible weekend is nothing on or like not seeing anyone or- So you're a uh, Monday to Friday extrovert? Yeah, 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 (laughs) Saturday, Sunday introvert. Mr. 97, what do you, I've never really heard you class yourself as anything other than just a perfect specimen, (laughs) um, which you are. (laughs) Probably probably extrovert. I I think I get all my energy and motivation from being around people, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I- it's probably that like the social anxiety side of things that makes you more introverted or think you're more introverted. Mm. Can you, can you change? Do you think like, do you reckon you could actually become an extrovert or vice versa? I feel like you could um, move on the spectrum because I, um, so I did the Myers-Briggs personality test when I was in year 12, they got an agency to come in and do it. And I was actually classed as an extrovert then. Um, and so now on the scale, I'm like way introverted. Um, so I, I, I what do you think changed? Yeah. I started hating people. (laughs) 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 Um, I don't know. Maybe I feel like was, I'm questioning whether I even was extroverted to that extent or whether it was from a social point of view that I was like, being extroverted to fit in mm-hmm. and now I'm comfortable in saying like, oh, I'm just going to stay home tonight on a Saturday night with my cats and my mm-hmm. boyfriend and watch yeah, Netflix. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas before I would go out and I probably did a lot of the extrovert activity so that was deemed as being extroverted. Mm. Uh, you got like a business coach. Is that what you what you call them? Or like I remember speaking to you early on in the stages and you were talking about having someone supporting. Yeah. What was What was that like? Um, it was really interesting, I think, from a um, entrepreneur perspective of when you're by yourself, like you guys, you get to bounce ideas off of each other mm. um, and it creates that really like creative space. But when you're by yourself, it's really hard to do. So um, even just having a business coach to be able to bounce ideas off of um, and brainstorm 
knowing that everything, like you're in a safe space, mm-hmm. it was really, it was a really good way to start to, um, to create the foundations of um, what I wanted to do. Was yeah, that day brand. one? Like, so you decided, so you've moved from corporate to startup. You had the idea of, was it, I want to do something and then working out the homebody club thing? Or was it saying, like, where did it sort of fit in regards to coming up with the idea? I wanted to, so I was listening to a lot of podcasts, reading a lot of articles about self-development, wellness, mindfulness, and I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. Um, and I felt like my boyfriend would kill me if I kept on bringing it up. <laughs> so, What's his go-to? What is it? What is it? What would, how could you relate to him if you're listening to the content what is he, what that, is he yeah, like? that he's... Hockey? Yeah. <laughs> hockey? He, he does? plays hockey. No. He does? Yeah. He plays hockey. I he thought lo- it was just some obscure no, like, no, he uh, does random play hockey. sport. He, he loves American out. politics. Um, yeah. Does he really? Yeah, no, he oh, does. Okay. You'd need to listen to, yeah, some really right-leaning. Yeah, which stunt just, him with a few facts. Yeah, that's yeah. not my shtick. So. <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> so I want to start a community and um, I was trying to work out how I wanted to do it, whether it was just over social. Mm-hmm. Um but because my background is digital marketing, I thought of a newsletter um, and then tying it in with a blog and then social media as well. So it was kind of basically what I've been doing with my entire career and then moving that with the skills that I've learned into yeah, my own project. Mm. How much harder is it doing the thing you do for other people for yourself? Did you find it harder? I, I find it sometimes a harder thing. To work for someone else? No, it's even so, say, for instance, it's like doing the thing you do for others all the time. Mm. So you did the digital marketing thing. But how do you, but then applying all of that to a thing right. that you've created? Yeah, I, um, I think um, I really struggled with perfectionism yeah, yeah. Um, because I was the only one that was coming up with the ideas, but then also doing the actions as well to get it done I was always like tweaking and finessing and not wanting to go live because I wanted it to be perfect Mm. whereas when you're doing something for someone else they have that vision and you're basically just doing it for them and there's no emotional connection or like ego behind it yeah it's definitely the I think the when it's your baby it's like you almost yeah you, you you want to tick a few more boxes someone else you're just like there you go and if they like it then it's fucking sweet because you yeah. could keep finessing yeah, yeah. anything that you create for a long time. And that's the issue. It's like not having your identity entwined with your creative mm. projects or work. And that's a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have you did a whole <coughs> over a year of doing a newsletter every single week. Yeah. Is that continuing in 2020? What's, what's the plan? It is. So I'm having a two-week hiatus mm-hmm. just so I can refresh. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll do a bit of like design tweaking Um, But just giving myself that space to be able to come up with ideas and um, not being, yeah, kind of like the cog in um, Mm -hmm. corporate, but I could keep on doing the same thing every week, but it's nice to stop and actually review it and, um, yeah, make some tweaks to better it going forward. So what's the – because your newsletter had a bunch of recommendations in it. It was quite like there's a lot of content. It's a lot. How do you actually – sort of format it like throughout the, the week? Are you finding bits and pieces? Yeah, so I just have um, in my notes app um, on my phone, I just have like a newsletter notes. And so throughout the week I'll just put in, so there's three topics, what to read, what to browse and what to listen to. Um, and so I'll just add links throughout 
the week and sometimes people DM me and be like, oh, this is a really good article. You Mm. should put it in your newsletter. And so I start to get like a little bit of a bank, but yeah, I was basically, well, I am finding new things, fresh stuff every week. Mm. Uh, The business coach thing, it's it's so interesting because it like, it makes so much sense. You buy yourself, you need that other person. I think it's in a team, I've been thinking a business coach would even be a worthwhile thing. Mm. So in in the opposite environment to you, yeah. What is um? How do you find a good business? Like, what is a what is a good? I mean, maybe good is a different. How do you find a business coach that is right for you? I don't know. Um, I guess you have to t- determine what you want from it. Um, and going into it, how you're going to show up, and yeah, what you're looking for, and somebody that just personality wise you mesh well with. Um, and so. Before, if you determine what you want, then you can go out there looking for somebody with the history or the background or something that they've achieved. So then they're kind of like your role model as well. Mm. Um, and how did you find your one? Um, so she also has a podcast um, and through social. But I haven't actually used her in a while. Um, and that's not from like she's an amazing coach and I'll definitely go back. But I started feeling like I was relying on her acceptance of my ideas to yeah. before I actually did anything. So I was not taking the action. I so you was almost just, created a manager yeah. <laughs> that you had to go well, to. And I was just, I was creating another excuse to just not do the thing mm-hmm. um, and yeah. do the work. So I decided yeah. to stop just um, to give myself the confidence in my own abilities. I mean, it's it's probably the business that she, they want to build. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, imagine having all these people yeah, yeah. feeling like they need to. I mean, I wonder if it's on purpose or I wonder if that's just what I happens think, with a. Well, I think that it, you, um, a co- it, the coach probably did exactly what they needed to do, which was help you identify where you are on your path mm. and all that yeah. sort of thing. I guess it's like a, a good osteo or physio or like once they've done their stuff, there's actually a point where you don't necessarily need them mm. day to day and you can pick them up. I think think about meditation apps where the, you sort of lock, not locked in, but you you build a consistency around using the thing. I mm-hmm. even think like, fuck, I, I, not, I, not that I won't do it if I couldn't access mm-hmm. the app, but even last night I was like trying to get in, there was no reception where I was. I was like, fucking Sam Harris, the app won't work. I need it, I need it. And so you could build like a, if I don't have the app, I, mm. I won't be doing it. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. You did um, in per- like an in-person event as well or like, you know, running that sort of breakfast style meetups. meetups. Mm. How did you find that as opposed to say doing, having a digital community? Um, I really liked it. I think there needs to be some form of in real life community aspect to it, um, which I'm thinking about how I'm going to build out in 2020. Um, yeah, is it, was, it harder with introverts? Yeah, <laughs> if it's so, home body, I guess, like by mm. design, they don't necessarily want to leave the house. <laughs> yeah, well, I had lots of interest, and there was like a so I only maxed it at 10 so mm-hmm. that we could actually have conversations and to connect and not just like a giant group of people. And I had a wait list, so obviously, the home bodies were interested in it, mm-hmm. but personally, um. So it went for like two or three hours in the morning, but then the rest of the day I was just stuffed. Like I had no energy. I was completely just like, yeah, I had to stay home and just <laughs> yeah. like lay and watch Netflix and do yeah. nothing because, yeah, my introvert was like, whoa, dude, yeah, yeah. what have you done? What was the format like? Um, format was pretty chill. We just all 
home together, order coffee. Um, and I think I just asked people about that, that how their day's going, how their week's yeah. going, that kind of started mm-hmm. it. Um, I didn't go in with any like pre-organized questions mm-hmm. or anything like that. It was just, it kind of, yeah, flowed and mm-hmm. yeah, it was good. Do you think you find that easier than even doing like general social stuff? Is it easier when you are leading a community or building it? Um, because they can. Well, I guess like, well, I guess you've got permission. Well, you've got permission to just like run it, right? Whereas if you go to like, uh, you're meeting up with a few friends, there's no real clear expectation. But did you feel the pressure of like, it's my job to run this thing? I'm actually okay when I know the expectations. So Mm -hmm. if I'm going into an event knowing that I need to lead it, then I'm fine with that. And Mm -hmm. that's the same as in my career. If I'm leading a presentation or a meeting, I'm fine with that because I can prepare myself mentally. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's going into situations where you don't know that that's like the social anxiety. Yeah, yeah we, we because you can sort of bring a – not a you maybe a persona. Mm. You can put wear a mask. Yeah. Like I think as a personal trainer, I'd front up. You kind of know – everyone yeah. knows what you're there for yeah. mm. and then you just deliver what you – so it could almost like bring the – it allows you to tap into a confidence. Mm. Definitely. Which is – yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, starting a if someone thinking of starting an email list in twenty twenty, mm. a lot I think people would think it's a sort of old school. But but if anything, I've seen it's more so hot right now. I've yeah. seen yeah, <laughs> it is so hot right now. Well, I would say to create an email list because you can never control anything that you do, like your mm. audience on social media. So you don't know when Instagram's going to stop, when Facebook's going to stop, or when they'll start charging businesses Mm. to be using it. Um, So an email list, you have complete control, you own it. So if anything happened to like, even if you get hacked and suddenly everything's lost, you still can contact your customers. But how many people wouldn't have email lists that are influencers? Mm. Oh, so many. And so I I think, yeah, it's 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 stronger. It's an asset. So building an email list versus an Instagram following in 2019, did you? Which one did you find to be more difficult? Um, well, my my email list is definitely smaller than my Instagram following, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that um, my uh, email subscribers are probably valued more, mm-hmm. it, as in that they are really committed and are interested in Homebody Club, whereas a lot of people on Instagram would just like scroll through, oh, I like that person's quote, okay, I'll follow, without really any personal connection. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, email is definitely harder because you're giving that information away. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to, well, a podcast, one download of a podcast equals how many uh, YouTube views do you think? In terms of like, I think we've talked about that yeah, before, yeah, yeah. it's like 100 Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because there's yeah, there's so much like the barrier to entry for a podcast is so much higher, and it's even like that with the email and the social stuff. You were playing around with um, doing sort of social advertising and things like that. Yeah. What did what did you work out from spending money versus organic with with Instagram? Um. So all the ads that I did was fe- were feeding into the newsletter. Mm-hmm. I don't do them anymore. Um, but the drop-off rate of unsubscribes was definitely connected to the people that signed up through an ad compared to uh, who yeah. just organically signed up. Interesting. Um, and so that's why I stopped it because there's no point in paying for a 
sign up, mm-hmm. but really their lifetime value is like one week and then they fall Why? off again. So are they, is it, does oh. Instagram make it easy for them to sign up through their platform or something? Yeah, you just swipe up uh-huh. on the story and you can, it's, the, the form's already there, so you can just fill out your details. Okay, sure. Yeah, that is interesting. So there's no, there's no, like they haven't found you, they haven't connected with you, mm-hmm. there's no emotional attachment. It's mm-hmm. literally just they're swiping on story, which... They act- is it accidentally happened? Or- no, no, they have to put in some details. Yeah, but mm. because they've never had any um, any experience with the brand before, that's the first time that it's happened. So, mm. so what are they buying at that point? Like, what is it? What are you? What were you selling within the ad to get them? I was saying um, free donut with everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be behind the sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Never know. Um, I was saying a weekly newsletter for women on on recommendations of what to read browse and listen to in mindfulness and wellness. Mm-hmm. That was essentially what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, monetization, has it always been something that's been on the cards? Um, I guess if you have a business coach, you'd want, you'd want to have some form of. Yeah, it's always been long-term though. Um, mm-hmm. I never got into this for the quick win or the money. It was for the community and for connecting with people. So, yes, at some stage that will definitely be a key factor, but for now, yeah, my newsletter, I don't want to um, hurt the integrity of the brand mm-hmm. by just any product or yeah. anything. And so how do you, because you've even had um, some brand integrations. What what was the learning with doing that type of thing? Um, the learning was. What was the brand again? Who were you working with? So um, we worked with Shelby's, which mm-hmm. is um, like chocolate-covered almonds and snacks. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, so very on brand in terms of like everyone was really like loving the product and um, like had used it before and a lot of my audience was DMing me like, yes, I love mm-hmm. these and that sort of thing. Um, but I think that for that sort of activity, when it's a fast-moving consumer good, then it's a little bit different for- compared to like driving online sales. And so, um, yeah, it was in line with the brand. I think it's also what the brand wants. So like, is it conversions? Is it brand Mm -hmm. awareness? Is it um, creating connections through other brands for your network? Like, So was it a branding play for them or what? Yeah, 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 it was a branding play. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I'm definitely open to things like that, but I'm very aware as as well because I'm from marketing. Mm-hmm. I've had a few brands come to me and be like, oh, yeah, we'll pay you if you get this many sales. Yeah, sure. And it's yeah, just yeah. not. But if you attempt it and you don't, we won't you pay you. don't get paid, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ouch. I guess, yeah. I mean. Well, it performance, I, yeah, that comes under that sort of performance marketing stuff, which really requires it's a scale game, right? Mm-hmm. Like you need a much bigger audience. doesn't necessarily have to have the brand equity or the quality of person. But if you're building a quality community, then you can't just look at classic sort of CPM rates and things like that to determine mm, yeah. your cost. What do you think the rah-rah of marketing was of 2019? There's always like things that I think people obsess over mm-hmm. in th- those kind of areas. The hype. The hype. Where do you, yeah, where do you think the hype was? Oh, I TikTok. Yeah. 
<laughs> you want, is Thanks, home, Gary Vee. Yeah, it's, it's home yeah, body that's on, his fault. Is, yeah. is home body on TikTok? No, TikTok? no, no. no, no. no that's you do not. a lot of cat content, though. But I should. Yeah, that actually cat, could be. Yeah, cat TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, there is a I, – I was watching a cat – you know those cats that look like tigers? I think they're Bengal, Bengal yeah. tigers. yeah. yeah. This one, it eats like chicken legs, and it, I, I no. spent I spent half an hour just like watching this thing, and it looks like a it, it's so bizarre because it looks like a, a tiger. Yeah. I saw a cat apartment. on Twitter, and the on, it only followed one account, and the account was called uh, Red Laser Pointer, <laughs> which I thought was quite. You get it, like because like because when you have a cat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's quite. Do you have a laser at home? I used to cats? have one from Kmart that was like a tower, and it would. Move around oh, for the cat. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were just so, meaning no, you just no, have laser pointer. No, no, no. Just like no, get, pointing get, at people. They actually do that. They're that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's great. Until you get it in the eye. What do you think it is about introverts and cats? <laughs> I guess it's because um, you're at home. Cats are sort of at home. Yeah. I guess they're also they're cats puppy. are pretty independent. I guess you could be an introvert with the dog. But cats, maybe cats look after themselves. Or so they keep to themselves yeah, yeah. or they're keeping their feelings yeah, to themselves. Yeah. They are also introverts, so yeah, yeah. you both like respect each other's space. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that really? Like introverts do like cats? Is that? I don't know. I just I feel know. like if you think about like internet culture, can you look at that? that no, makes sense. Introverts and cats. Introverts and cats. I, I have a dog, but she's in Adelaide, so. Yeah, she's a what? In she's Adelaide. in Adelaide. That's where oh, I'm from Adelaide. initially. Okay, yep. okay. Yeah, got it. Well, yeah, it means you, you're not having like sort of day to day with the dog. Um, so with the monetization, uh, bring 2020, mm. you're providing sort of like a membership offering. How did you come up with with that, and what were the considerations? Um, so my considerations were. Yeah, basically monetizing what could I do going forward. So there are two things, either I offer something myself or I rely on brands. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to do something. So my overall goal was how can I keep on building this community um, as the hierarchy, as the mm -hmm. top hierarchy. And so that community, how would you describe it in the current form? There's the book, there was a book club, yeah, there's so a I, newsletter. Yeah, so I had a blog, a newsletter, a book club, and then the social channels mm -hmm. um, involved in that. Um, so I've moved book club to the membership. Um, so you can actually discuss together in a private environment. Um, and I'm going to do a monthly call, so video mm -hmm. call. So I'm going to hop on and I'm going to provide some questions so we can all kind of chat about it. Um, and just kind of like a safe space. I had lots of people DMing me and emailing me, but it was all fragmented and I wanted everyone to come together. Mm -hmm. And so this was a way that I could do it, um, but also help to grow the brand and the future of it by charging mm. instead of providing a heap of free content that yeah. I currently am. I think, yeah. what, what, what are you scared of when you decide to charge? Because I think most people would be that put out free stuff are scared to then put a dollar mm. figure to it. Yeah. I think um, – I knew doing it that this would be probably a harder transition than normal because they are conditioned to receive everything for free. Mm -hmm. And so um, my goals are not short-term. It's not just short-term gain, it's long-term. So how can I slowly transition these people um, and creating big enough value that mm. they'll want to sign up? And so I think it's just yeah, really showing them and the social proof of other people joining seeing what we're going to be doing and then, yeah, wanting to sign up. Yeah, that. I mean, because I think 
I've seen some people do it where I could I've I've thought about the toughness on in starting to charge at seeing two people on a on a um on a live like mm-hmm. a closed live yeah when it's like at the start that I mean yeah. that is the reality of anything yeah. we do we wish we could have a thousand mm-hmm. instant lives behind a paywall mm-hmm. so but the reality is you got to start somewhere yeah, yeah you start with only like a couple of people in the community <laughs> yeah. yeah how do you create that so if you've got like if you're starting very very small have you have you considered what the book club looks like at a at a very small level so say like 10 people versus 30 people versus mm. 50 people and how that changes the dynamic yeah, I've definitely thought about it. And so I was trying to toss up between using even Facebook groups because mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Facebook personally, mm. but I think that- because um, you're on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> with my cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but in order to be able to scale it, there needs to be some sort of forum. And so um, that was definitely a consideration. And I would I will be moving into Facebook private group, mm-hmm. Um but yeah, at the moment, having a small amount, I'm thinking like a Zoom call where everyone yeah. can come together as like the webinar and um, yeah, be able to chat and things mm. like that. And if they want to hop on, then I can invite them. But. Isn't it interesting though? Because there's still a lot of people on Facebook, mm. and so it's like maybe the the thing you you don't use is where maybe you could. There where, could be. where Facebook. That's why I almost think I think about like. Would I potentially go because I've got a Facebook account that literally just has the daily talk show attached to it? Mm. I wonder whether I'll get to a point where it's like I'm only using Facebook for its smaller communities. And so I'm connected with all of that. Like I remember three years ago, actually, it would be good for us to sign back up to, but I was on like a um, production company's uh, Facebook community. Oh, yeah. Like that's global. And so there's like, I met like even someone that I was speaking to on there, like I met in San Diego and stuff oh, yeah. like that. It's like I'm, it's- I'm attached to a few of them. I mean, they only really work if you start being, if you're active in them. But I do see people being active in these communities. Mm-hmm. But then that's, it's a real play. It's yeah. a re- like Cam Watts, shout out to Cam. Yeah. He's um, he gets Melbourne it. filmmakers. He's just dro- sliding in constantly. But I see him interacting, and then I see him at events with people like. So Melbourne filmmakers. I used to have that Facebook group, and then I think when I deleted my account, the username and all that. So, oh, so someone's really? obviously got it up. That's there good. is there is yeah some filmmaker maybe maybe it is. But that the, I loved um, Bree was saying the other day. She was like, ah, oh, my mum's the uh, you know like if top commenter on certain things. It was like on <laughs> yes. reality show, and it's like you know. Helen, t- top commenter is like, oh, today was the Today Show. Right? <laughs> it's like, there's um, the, like the the ones that are amazing. Like this is interesting. The people who start some of these big ones that yeah. pop, they never were thinking I'm going to create something like this. Mm. Like the the Bayside buy swap and sell, oh, like yeah, yeah. ginormous, mm. fucking ridiculous. And they all get a bit power hungry. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just like the rule. You know, the ad, admin, the moderators, the moderator yeah, rules. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like they they're pulling down things at a drop of a hat. Um, the Bondi, the west uh, eastern suburbs in Sydney, one was mint because it's got great stuff. Was well, because all the rich people mm. from the you know selling eastern stuff. suburbs, yeah, selling shit. shit. Yeah, real shit. Um, no, I remember back in like 20, 2011, there was a um, there was a Facebook group uh, which is pretty. Um, it sounds pretty dumb now. It was uh, I'm awesome because I live in Australia. There was a Facebook oh, group, yes. and it had a quarter of a million. 
people likes and this was a time where when you did a post, it appeared everywhere. Mm. And I remember like I knew the guy that had it and he put my year 12 film up and I had like t- my video got like 12,000 views <laughs> yeah, or whatever because yeah. of that. And then we had even when we were doing, um, when I was doing the social media for Charlie and Boots, which is a Shane Jacobson, Paul Hogan film, I got Shane to do a personal message specifically for that <laughs> Facebook community. Smart. Isn't it yeah. funny how people used to do shit like that? Yeah. Imagine asking Shane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, can you just do this? Hey, mate, can this you group? just quickly post the daily yeah. talk show? Just to, yeah, yeah. it was funny, like what it, the currency of it then. Like not everyone had worked it out. Yeah. yeah. So can was. you can you bring up the the biggest community on Facebook in Australia? See what it is now. But yeah, I remember asking people to share things. Yeah. And it, was, it wasn't as offensive as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think people know what it's worth. Even think about how hard it is to get a follow on Instagram now. Amen. It's like <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it, it takes a lot. Like it's. I think that we're all. We all at the start were just like we we thought, oh, we'll just follow every, like what's the harm in following? Mm. And then I think that we realize that we become what we follow. And so then we've like gone the other way now, where it's like people have to tick ten boxes before they get yeah. a follow. And like yeah. if it's a brand, it needs to be like I think that I definitely place actually probably not that much, but definitely place a little bit of identity on like, oh, what am I felt like if I'll go through and be like uh, is that really me now? Like, do I do, do I care, care about, about the, cheese? Yeah. The follower count versus the following count. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, I sort of, I do. I like to have it smaller. But it was mm. Seth Godin tells a story about his friend saying how she was getting worried because her numbers were about to like be parody, and she was freaking out about it. And so he paid 170 bucks and got 10,000 followers for her or for her birthday. <laughs> And she didn't realise, yeah. And so Seth's there and she's there and ding, ding, like she's getting all these like notifications and he was like, it made her so happy. <laughs> that sounds so Which not Seth. Funny. I know. I know. It's funny, yeah. I know. <laughs> how, how do you get a follower these days, do you think, Lucy? Oh, um, I think you have to obviously have good grid content on your Page. Um, what do you think that, that means? That grid. That grid life. That grid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. The new grid girls. <laughs> just, on the, just on the Instagram. Like the girls, I don't know what they are. <laughs> I'm not that cool anymore. They're, um, they're also called, uh, what are they? The first time I've ever heard it, Brie said it, um, on your, a tile. Oh, yeah, a tile. tile. Yeah. As soon as I heard it's it. A very it's, a brand, it. it's a brand thing. Like, uh, we're, we're getting an Insta story and we've paid extra and we're getting the tile as well. So. I'd never heard it, but then I started yeah. hearing it and seeing yeah. it written in mm. stuff. So, um, Yeah, I think it's showing up consistently these days. What's your content? Like what are you bringing? Are you entertaining? Are you inspiring? Are you educating? Um, and just being active stories every day. What about commenting back? Like uh, I always think about that 97. Are we commenting back to everyone? Check engagement. Yeah. Really it actually wasn't a question, mate. <laughs> it was more this is your a, review. It's a, it's a, game. It's a 360 game. review. Um, yeah, what's your thought? Like are you pedantic about commenting back or anything like that? I do comment back, but uh-huh. um, I think that's just from a strategic algorithm point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also I was reading an article that Christian Hull was writing on LinkedIn and he was like, you know, five things brands should look at mm. before uh, working with an influencer. And one of them was, are they engaging with their audience? Because it's a good yeah. indication of how much buy-in 
or the quality of the audience if if the daily talk show has just a bunch of people writing and it's all this sort of random people but we're not engaging potentially mm. that leads to uh you know a less quality product i mean i mean i've also got 10 comments and written back 10 times so it looked like it said 20 comments yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've yeah. all done yeah, that yeah, let's yeah. be honest but i feel like yeah if i'm trying to create a community and people are talking to me and i'm not answering then yeah, like yeah. what the fuck am i doing yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean you need to have a certain offering to create the dialogue mm-hmm. i think like to there's some kind of brands that like you look at the shameless thing the conversation it's created mm-hmm. even what you're doing it's like a the thing you put out is something to then sort of flow on. Well, it's Seth Godin's people like us do things like this. Mm. And so Homebody Club, like it's in the name. People understand they can like there is the what I take from it is it's uh, the pers- helping people on their personal journey. Definitely. And so whether that's, you know, like with a self-development angle but also like spiritual stuff but just like it is that hybrid book club mm. and all that sort of thing. And Maybe this year we have a phone number. It's like a the Daily Talk Show Very phone. <laughs> no, <laughs> but they can me. call us. Actually, I saw. Did, did you, you have little convos? Did with you people? see Joshua Phil? Did you see the minimalists have start do, have started doing that? What? They've got um, uh, Joshua Fields Milburn has a. They've got a text number. A text okay, that you can yeah. text. People have yeah. hotlines and things like that. Yeah, yeah. bodies. Yeah, it would be good to get something like that. Well, think about. Sometimes you can't be bothered. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to have a few convos. I reckon yeah. I could just reel off five, mate. Got one minute. What's up? Yeah. How you going? Yeah, good. You can't if you watch the TikToks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there would, yeah. There's something. There's something in that. Yeah. What do you think? Listening to the Daily Talk Show or like putting your marketing hat on. What would be one thing that you think we could do in 2020 to uh, be more engaged or sort of encourage community? You could do more in real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Like obviously you did the 500 episode event. And what do you think that about that? Off. It was fun. It you was good. It? Yeah. What's, um, I mean, you don't need to have such extravagant things. You could just meet up and hang out with people. But. Yeah, this is where we take mm-hmm. it though because yeah. then we're like, tattoo. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. it started like that way. Like it started like, oh, let's keep it low key. And then the day before I'm like, we need lights. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, it, I think it looked great. Did it look great? Did it? Yeah, no, it looked great. It was fun. And it's so, yeah, what is the smaller, ver- like is it maybe just less Nando's? Yeah, like a smaller, <laughs> no, so never. potentially. Or at a Nando's. Yes, smaller venues <laughs> yeah. maybe. I think the other Good thing too is it's like how do you, um, how do you create, so I've been, with Seth coming to Melbourne, I've been like going real deep into. I was emailing him as well oh, on the great. weekend. He's fucking getting back getting to back me. To you? I was he? asking. Yeah, he's great. He yeah. I was asking him actually about people introducing themselves on the podcast. I said, Seth, because he's very into like status and things like that. There's the the book um, that Jason Fox talked about the other day on our show. Um, it's called Impro, and it's all about uh, how status is used in theatre as a, like from an acting point of view. Mm. So how. Uh, um, and so anyway, Seth uses that a lot in This Is Marketing. And so what I was asking him was when a guest comes on a podcast and the host says, you know, for the five people who don't know anything about oh, yeah. you or five people who are, have been under a rock, can you describe who Lucy Green is? Stroking the ego. Yeah, but it is. there is something, <coughs> there is also something a bit low status about asking, like getting, having to explain yourself of who you are. And so my question to Seth was, I'm like, do you think it's low status and do you 
not like it. And he was like, oh, look, um, it's a privilege when I get the chance to, to do it because I don't get to do it that much. You um, did his one. When yeah. we interviewed him, you, I think it was a great, yeah, you did a really great intro. 18 best sell, selling books. Yeah. You know, like being able to do that sort of stuff. Build him up. Yeah. So, yeah, it is, it is interesting. But um, well, why was I bringing that up? I mean, you didn't up? put okay. that much effort into my intro. So <laughs> it's it's no, a little hurtful. No, I wanted to get straight into the home body <laughs> stuff. Oh, so we we're talking about um, the F500. Oh, yeah, yeah, so low fi. Yeah, low yeah, so fi. What you can do. Yeah, the, the, the smaller layer. I think. Um, what is one of the what, so? What does that look like? What is something low fi? Um, Lower barrier to entry. Mm. Oh, even just like a dinner or a cafe or a picnic mm-hmm. or anything in real life or here. Yeah, you could have people here. I did think about bar- a barbecue. Oh yeah, for the office. So we've got a balcony here, mm-hmm. and creating that real hub to be able to come and have a barbie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> even just. Um, so you guys obviously show up consistently on the podcast, but even just creating something on like Instagram lives and stuff that is consistent. Yeah, so sure. you like a schedule that you mm-hmm. always show up so they know. When, when to expect yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, sorry. I no, like the idea. Just, oh, no. Was just, that, no. Do you <coughs> cough that out? <laughs> no, I coughed and then I, nose. <laughs> no, I coughed and then I drank water and now it's all over me. Um, but, uh, yeah, what's up? I think it could be good to do. I wonder maybe um, Fitzroy Gardens. It's one of the, that was 3D mm. Dill's favourite garden. It sounds like he's fucking mm. dead. Dill is still with us. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was his favourite garden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, so I even think the office and this year, mm-hmm. 2020, is like how can we utilise our space? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, what's, what's, what's easier to do is, it, I mean, get complacent. It's probably not the right thing, but you think about what you could have if you had an office mm-hmm. and then you get the office and then you're like, if we had Actually, a better office. Yeah, you have a space. <laughs> you look yeah. forward. Yeah. And so there's so many things. I want bleachers. Not in this space. <laughs> you know, like like seating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So future. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. So this, this, like, this office, it's great. I feel very lucky. I'm See, grateful. this is the exact <laughs> example of what I'm saying. However, I think that a, a bigger space where yeah we could have those bleachers and things like that, so we could actually happy, have. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want one day, but no, I I think there is definitely something in the minimum minimum viable stuff. I like the idea of going to a picnic or a park or whatever. I feel like there's easy ways that we can. But on that, the um the tr- the the tension trying to create tension within um like community within, say, like um, money-wise, right? Like you actually, uh, Seth was talking about, this is what I wanted to talk about. Seth was mentioning how he would give the Alt-MBA for free to people who were um, in not-for-profits. Is this an email to you or just mentioning it in general? This was just in general. (laughs) Just get a clarify. and the what was happening was there would be a huge drop off rate of people who would get access to any of his stuff for free, and mm-hmm. so what he was talking about is you need tension when you are pulling back a um, or maybe it was resistance I think it was tension pulling back a um, slingshot you need the tension for it to work to catapult it it's creating that value mm. and so I think part of it though part of the way that you create tension is charging for stuff. And so we didn't do that when we had our EP 500, but what would that have looked like? Like we had mm. someone book six tickets and then not show up because it was free. Your mate. Mm. Yeah. What, what, what would it look like? What would it look like if you charged a small fee, even if it was yeah. 20 bucks? Well, I think it's the, yeah, the value, like you said, you can, and especially if 
I mean, all these things are like uh, coping mechanisms. You set it for free because you don't know if we can actually pull it off mm-hmm. and then we get 80 people in this room and yeah, it's like, yeah. holy shit. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we charge yeah. and then you can go, you could go, oh, we'll charge a little amount and we'll put all of that money into the event so it actually, it's like, that's the coping mechanism yeah. at that point. Do you think for you having a cutoff was a like a small amount, was a like a almost not wanting to sort of, I know you said it was like keep it small, people, yeah. but yeah. is it also inside? Because I know this all this stuff is like, like a fear, fear of failure. Fear of it not working. Yeah. It's definitely what I felt. Yeah, totally. And I I remember launching it for the first time and being like, people could just not show up. Mm-hmm. And then so I got two of my best friends to sign up and I was like, well, if nobody comes, we're going to have a nice brunch. It's just a highly organised yeah. <laughs> catch up through yeah, a sign up yeah. form. <laughs> I love that. It's a calendar invite. And yeah. so then when you saw some randos. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is actually real and I'm actually going to have to do this and turn up and it's going to be a, a thing. Mm. I mean, but where else is there to start yeah. with any of these things? The podcast, mm. like starting a podcast and having people listen and then a year later, how many, you know, it's it's really cool. I think that's the, that is, that is the reward in mm. the in the creative endeavours. And the online stuff's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, I sound so old saying that. And the online stuff is yeah, so you amazing. Can, you can do it from the, your house. It's bloody great. <laughs> um, so if people wanted to sign up, when's the first newsletter of the year coming out? Have you put, got a date on it? Oh, so. Oh. 97 can work it out. Is it like the second Thursday or some shit? Or well, when? I'm having a hiatus for two weeks, so mm-hmm. next Thursday and the Thursday after. Yeah. So, ooh, so I don't know what it is. So two Two things. It's coming in January because this, this episode is coming Jan. out in Jan, in Jan. 2nd. Yeah, in Jan. So um, it should be out very soon. I mean, soon. I'll still have the blog and membership Can people and look Instagram? at old uh, newsletter? I feel like I love the newsletter. I feel like blogs, it's still that thing of like you've got to actively go there. You've got to have mm. it on your like bookmarks to be able to go to mm. it. The yes, newsletter is like a great reminder of what's happening. How do people sign up for the newsletter? Um, through Instagram, just link in bio or pop up on my website. Uh-huh. Um, Is it homebodyclub.com? .com, yeah. yeah. Great. Good to oh, Lovely. Okay, got yeah, to own it. Yeah, yeah. Have you got homebody.club? You don't no. need Oh, yeah, you can do that. It's yeah, probably it's really expensive. No, the dot, well, the dot yeah, the dot clubs club the dot is expensive. TV and also once you got the dot .com, if someone tries to start something with the dot .club, <laughs> good on them. Yeah, whatever. They're. Kill them. Oh, did you actually, <laughs> you tried the whole trademark thing, yeah? Or where is it at? Um. So it was, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to say it properly, but basically it was approved and now there's like a three-month period where it's advertised and people can oh, yeah, fight cool. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, challenge. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah, the challenge period. And so right. that is over in January. Great. Right. Hopefully. What was the learning through all of, all of that? Was it, were you doing the name or were you doing the, the, the logo? Um, the I did the name because the logo is just the name anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. um, so, yeah, I just did the name and it worked. Oh, great. Mm. Should we cool. give it another attempt for yeah, our well, logo? Yeah, but, so what I found out from um, – because the Daily Talk show, we got advised that it wouldn't go through because it's too generic. Yeah. But then Justine from Thank You um, slid into our DMs and said, do it from a um, an image level. So Thank You like basically trademarked the logo. Yeah, so it's and that's the words. Still, but that's still essentially the words just written mm. out. And so we could we could do. Do we have to get is that dot com? Is it <laughs> because we've the got daily talk show dot? Oh, we can put um, it without the dot I'm com. Not sure. I'm not sure. Mm. I like the dot. The dot com's good in a logo because everyone always knows where to go. 
I, but I feel like in 10 years' time it will be like what happened with like Fox FM and all of that five years ago where they all dropped the FMs. I did that. Like, they? like Fox, hit network. Mm. No, they, yeah, they went to the Fox and most of them don't give the, um, what's the numbers called? The frequency. Oh, the frequency. 1019. Just to get rid of that because they're all, you know, all about you know? that yeah. iHeart and stuff. Anyway, uh, Lucy, good luck for 2020. We w- would love to have you back on later in the year. Sure. Maybe we can um, do some of the, the stuff that you're pushing on the, your workshops and all that stuff. Can you bring your cat cool. too, please? I have two cats. What's the cat's name? Two. Bring them both. Frank and Scout. Okay, great. Which one do you like more? Scout. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it really Poor does Frank. have a favorite. <laughs> Was it Frank came later? No, Frank's the first one you've met here. Okay, yeah, sure. Scout. Scout. Okay, Frank's so Scout's my big fatty. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> he has anger <laughs> issues. <though>. Really? <laughs> yeah, I have scars. That's full on. Yeah. Oh, you do? Why are cats so much anyway? Oh. Jeez, right. I mean, uh, Amy's rabbit bit her nipple. Really, like yeah. a oh. like a scar forever type of thing. She's got a like when I this was when I first met her. I've got she got a scratch and a bite, little prick. Don't ever touch me. That's wife. what she told you. Yeah, that's a story. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was the rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that, yeah. Thing, that thing used to hiss. <laughs> it was a little. What rabbit. happened to it? No, it was a rabbit, not a rat. No, no. It, <laughs> um, killed it. Nah, it um. We moved to Melbourne, so we left it. But what at the happened house. to it? We left, the it house. House. we left it at the house where the housemates were, and then so, I think they sold. Oh, yeah. So there was somebody there. Sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it got it just used to live in the backyard and started digging and fucking. Because it's trying to escape. It became a free range rabbit. Anyway. Yeah. That's the Daily Talk Show. Hi at the Daily Talk Show.com is the email address, homebodyclub.com. Definitely sign up to the newsletter because I really enjoy that every week. Uh, otherwise, see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys. Bye.